Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off New Moon Rising and the Yoko Factor. But first, we have a listener question from Erica this Mm -hmm. week. Erica wants to know, would you want to see a sequel, reboot, or remake of Buffy or Angel? With 80s and 90s television shows coming back in a sense such as Boy Meets World and Full House, would you watch a reincarnation of Buffy or Angel? And if you could choose, would you make it a reboot, like Hawaii Five-0, a sequel type, like Girl Meets World, or something where SMG is still Buffy and the show still revolves mainly around her? For example, she's like a Slayer master, training young Slayers to wax on and off, (laughs) killing vampire butt, and sending evil scurrying back to hell. (laughs) I, I, I just uh, I want to point out that uh, I I am a 13 year old boy because when you're talking about waxing on and waxing off, um, my, my mind went to the dirty place. So I'm just saying. I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I don't think you should. Good. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so what do you think? My instinct, and just because I feel like of things that have been attempted again, it's the kind that works. I'd say more consistently than the other types i'd go for the kind of the soft reboot so it's a sequel so like the continuity of the first series still exists sure but they're not necessarily the main characters right but it's more like a very similar story of like a young slayer finds out her her journey and we follow Mm -hmm. on her but the other characters still exist like a like a force awakens type deal or i gotcha the evil dead soft reboot so same universe kind of Mm -hmm. a spin-off kind of a spin-off yeah is another way to, to talk about it I felt the exact same way. And especially like I had this question in mind It's you know, our last episode, Chris Mm -hmm. was on um, and we were talking about recasting Buffy and he had his own idea for a reboot. Um, And that was really inspiring because, Mm -hmm. you know, while he was speaking, I was thinking about this question and thinking like that does influence my answer Um, because I don't want to see them. I don't want to see Buffy. I've seen Buffy. Yeah. Buffy's done. Mm-hmm. Buffy had her story. She's good and done. And I got closure on that. I do love this universe, the same angel mm-hmm. universe. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing more stories in there. And yeah. what always fascinated me being a historical fiction nerd mm-hmm. were the past slayers that mm-hmm. when we got flashbacks oh, to the Boxer okay. Rebellion yeah. in New York. And I thought it would be very interesting to do an American horror story type telling with slayers oh, where each fancy. each season is a different slayer yep. in time mm-hmm. an idea for a title slayers in time <laughs> just go in there but yeah i don't yep. i don't want to see a slayer movie because i feel like no. it's it lends itself more to a serialized story yeah, that like absolutely. you know and we all know i like the lessons so i want mm-hmm. i want i want these little stories that mm-hmm. teach us these lessons and yeah, I don't, I don't need SMG as Buffy. I don't need a new Buffy in high school. Maybe because I'm not mm. in high school anymore, yeah. I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah. But I do like this idea of 
not even only slayers in time, but also the uh, this idea that with all the potentials, powers being revealed, mm-hmm. and you have all these slayers throughout the world, even modern day slayers just yeah. throughout the world. And this season, we get mm-hmm. this gal. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool idea. I like the uh, the almost anthology nature. Right. You're talking yeah. About. That's that's cool. I the the place my mind went to just because it is fun to see like the old characters come back is more like not necessarily like the exact same story but like a similar you know coming of age maybe like a slayer's a little bit older when she discovers her powers um, and that's kind of like the main person but you spread off into the slayer verse in general mm-hmm. and so on occasion you see like you know Giles pop up and you know Willow's this master witch that they have right. to go to for some reason um, so it's like it has a similar tone and uses some of the characters but I Maybe like one extreme Ghostbuster style, like one character from the original series is kind of like, you know, the old mentor figure. Mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, I think like I'm fine with there not being like a original series regular gotcha. on throughout the series. Um, that makes me think almost of either Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or mm-hmm. Supergirl, yeah. where it's its own series, but occasionally these big name actors or big name characters mm-hmm. from the same universe series yeah. or movies pop in, mm-hmm. either, you know, in Supergirl, Superman pops in to yeah. help her out, or, you know, in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe that chick from the Thor movie jumps in. Seth. Thank you. And something like that, where, you know, mm-hmm. this modern, quote unquote, potential, who's yeah. no longer a potential, but she's a slayer mm-hmm. in, say, Germany, yeah. is struggling. And, oh, my God, <laughs> one of the Scooby showed up to help her. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I think, like, yeah, definitely not just the characters from the original show. Where mm-hmm. they are they now? I mean... I feel like there's only so much you can go because, like you said, we saw their story. Yeah, and I'm not in high school stuff. anymore. But yeah. Um, Just in general, my tolerance for high school TV shows is yeah. minimal. Yeah. I, I kind of like almost the idea of it being around that age, but not really focused around the high school as much as mm-hmm. the original series. Um, maybe almost like they drop out to be slayers. And like, what would that be? Do you support dropping out of high school? As long as they're not my- drinking alcohol. <laughs> priorities <laughs> but i i don't know i mean if you're the slayer it i think it depends how well you're doing in school if you're looking to have a day job yeah but how are you gonna make money you still gotta make rent slaying doesn't pay i mean vampires probably have cash on them just you just know. steal them you have weird morals sir oh oh it's it's not okay to steal from a vampire no Really? It is still stealing. From a vampire. This thing that you're going to kill. So you can kill them, but you can't take their stuff. I'm Yes. Greater good. Yeah, but if, when you stake them, it just disappears anyway. So wouldn't the greater good being the, the slayer Does having money for it? disappear? Wouldn't that be funny if every time she stakes someone, their They're wallet dropped cash. in the ground? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Maybe they could get like a special magic stake that like doesn't kill money. I mean, how many vamps have a ton of money? I don't know. They they probably like rob their victims and stuff. And yeah, I think they're more interested in the blood. But they still have to have like weird, fancy apartments like Angel sometimes. Sure. Well, I guess a lot of them do live in like crypts and sewers. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't want I don't want anything they've got. Like look at look at Spike's crypt. Like it's fine for a crypt, but I'm fine. I'd say it's great for a crypt. Okay. It's a it's a really styling crypt. So we have a correction, courtesy of Twitter. Yes. 
Ellie is reminding us that Something Blue is not de Hoffren's first episode. It's actually The Wish. Oh, he is in The Wish. That's yeah. right. So our bad, majorly. Yeah. He's great in The Wish. Well, there's just so many things that are great about that episode. It's easy to forget one of the other great things in it. I know. Yeah. Can, have we, did we talk about how de Hoffren might be the Something Blue? Oh. Because he's blue. Whoa, my mind just blown. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all just about him, really. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a Smurf figure in the background. <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on New Moon Rising. Just a warning, I'm probably going to say Bad Moon Rising at some point during this episode. (laughs) Sing or say? Probably both, let's be honest. Okay, as long as 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 singing's in there. (laughs) Tara is getting a cat, but she wants to make sure that Willow is down with it, so her dorm is Willow-friendly. Willow-friendly, so adorable. They're up to a new station Mm -hmm. and their relationship, I think. Is this the first time we've seen them hold hands in public? I think so, yeah. Definitely in public. Definitely in public. I don't don't think we've seen it, or at least not in a way that's, like, obvious, like, we're holding hands. Maybe, like, oh, we're walking next to each other and maybe our hands are, like, kind of close together. It's like, we're walking hand in hand. I love it. I love that it's... First of all, I love just seeing it. Like, I was Mm -hmm. immediately like, ah, they're holding hands and it's adorable. (laughs) But also, like, I like that it's not a thing i like that it's not like zoom in on their hands holding or like the other students are noticing there's Mm -hmm. like nope we're a couple now this is a thing yeah and especially at the time it would be very easy to make that a whole thing right and it's it's really this has been gradual they Mm -hmm. really went from friends Mm -hmm. to um stuff's (laughs) going on To, to metaphors to Getting cats together. Yes. To adopting. I call my cats my babies. So I'm like, well, yes, no, you're having children. No, that's a common delusion. <laughs> Tara's been invited to a Scooby meeting. Aww. She's officially part of the game. <laughs> Except that this meeting is fairly boring. But they do have the best Scooby snacks. Rolled gold pretzels. I know. Like, I like that. It's, it immediately struck me as odd, but like they're specifically showing Giles like making snacks in the kitchen mm. and i'm like why and then he offers it to people and they're like no and i'm like why is this this has never been a thing that he's mm. catering <laughs> so he's just like <laughs> sitting around yeah just reading something maybe they're trying to set up the giles feels kind of you know pointless listless. oh yeah that's yeah. kind of an added like, like uh, i've got snacks, snacks. <laughs> uh, so nothing's happening on buffy's patrols but on the other hand the initiative is having the opposite problem. They've got demons coming out of their ears. I wonder if maybe something is being set up. I was really hoping you were going to make a pun about demons coming out of their ears. I don't know what, what that would be. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not going to wax philosophic about it. Uh, well done. <laughs> Congratulate you. You're welcome. <laughs> I like the smug drink <laughs> that you take after that, but like, boom, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh. a pretzel down here. <laughs> so I like that Willow's helping Tara, kind of like mm-hmm. translating Scooby speak, Aww. but then she's overhelping. Yeah, she just doesn't need to. 
I would like to point out there are two hippie skirts yes, in this scene. Yes, I even put it down myself. Two hippie skirts. Yeah. Willow and Anya. It's new for Anya. Mm-hmm. It's contagious. It's yeah. growing. Yeah, maybe she's like, in typical Anya fashion, well, he used to sleep with her. She wears a lot of hippie skirts. He'll probably like it if I wear hippie skirts, too. They didn't sleep with Willow. Well. They made out. Close enough. You are Puritan. (laughs) And then... Oh, shows up. The great and powerful? Yes. No, it's a big green head. (laughs) Uh, No, Oz, little werewolf boy. (laughs) Um, I am so torn when I see him. Mm -hmm. I get so excited because I'm like, oh, it's Seth Green. I love that guy. But also like, oh, you fucking hurt Willow. I don't. I don't know what to do with these feelings that I'm having. And you don't call first, buddy? Yeah, you're kind of rude. I mean, he doesn't talk, so I understand being like, I don't want to talk on the phone. You could do the Celine Dion thing and just tap on the receiver. What? Celine Dion, uh, when she's, you know, doing one of her performance runs, when on the phone, will tap at Morse code so she can save her voice. That's a real thing. <laughs> Like, like, what? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, apparently just talking on the phone would be way too much. That would Did she way talk over- at all outside of her concerts? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, like, talking on the phone, you don't usually have to shout or anything. You can talk softly on the phone. Yeah, these cell phones are pretty high tech today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you teach me something new every time, Mike. <laughs> I don't know a lot of weird things. So I mean, this this is really crazy timing because yeah. she. I mean, like obviously not, not crazy. The writers planned this, but like, <laughs> <laughs> how did this happen? They don't know it's a penis. <laughs> She's so peculiar. <laughs> but like, she was just getting over odds. Yeah, I mean, like this was. not a character that was no longer on our minds. We mm-hmm. were focused on Tara. Yeah. And then he shows up and brings back feelings. Don't bring back the feelings. No. No. Bad Oz. Bad Oz. You go. You, you smell what you did. Get in the kennel. Yeah. Yeah. I would, like immediately I was like, wow, I, I like seeing you. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see this character, but maybe move him to Angel. Mm, like yeah. get him away from Willow, but yeah. keep him around. Yeah, I definitely feel like it would have been cool if, you know, the reason he was no longer on Buffy wasn't that uh, he was doing movies, but was just that um, he had moved to Angel. I feel like that would have been a cool That would have been a good transition. fit. Yeah. yeah, I can see his sense of humor with Angel working mm-hmm. out well. Yeah, and I think we Put him with talked, Cordelia. Yeah, and we talked about how it was it was really funny to see their two stoicisms next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's the cool guy. Yeah. I like how Anya points out, everybody's uncomfortable now. Aww. <laughs> For words have never been spoken, my dear. <laughs> I also love how Giles is super polite. He's like, can I get you anything to drink? Tara bails, which is a classy move, yeah. really. So, I mean, like, true, she may have left because she was upset mm-hmm. or uncomfortable, which is probably part of it. But I really like to think that she recognized that, like, okay, this is a thing for Willow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she needs to consider this event separate from Tara. Like she, I, she needs to make this decision and deal with these emotions without 
necessarily only being concerned with what I'm feeling. It needs to be about what Will is feeling. Well, and especially I think it's important that they're not officially dating at this point. They're like Mm. together, but they haven't defined it. It's not like they're going steady. Right. And I think in in that case, it is like, well, it's it's up to you to decide what you want to do with this new development. I'll be at my dorm occasionally looking really sad out a window. Um, uh, So I'll be there for you. But I know like. I don't have the right to say, like, yo, you can't talk to him anymore, blah, blah, blah. We're together now. Like, no, I'm going to give you your space. Have you ever had an ex show up and be like, I want you back? Uh, No, they're all like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I have not had that. I've had exes show up and apologize. That's happened a couple times. Oh, but not well, yeah. That's like nice I just, of them. That's a nice closure to get. Yeah. Um, like, hey, yeah, yeah. So I was a dick. Yeah, specifically like those words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in general, I think that's really a dick move mm-hmm. to, yeah. to assume to come back and be like, I want you back. Like, ah. Eh. And it tends to, at least in my experience, it tends to often be with relationships that were not good to start with. Mm. That that tends to happen more. I see. And at least the people I've known, maybe this is just growing up working with a lot of theater people, mm. um, that it seems to be the relationships with a lot of drama and the more toxic relationships where that tends to happen a lot, where you have a breakup and then you're like, no, we need to get back together. Tends to happen more than that from what I've seen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I think it's it's the less classy move to be like, I broke your heart, mm-hmm. but take me back versus yeah. the like, hey, I was a dick, but best... Yeah. best for your future have yeah. a good life yeah. without me who's a dick <laughs> um but i think this is a little bit different because they kind of left on the assumption that he was going to go and mm-hmm. figure out his shit yeah. and then they were going to be together again someday yeah 10 days 10 weeks 10 years who knows yeah but it was it was definitely a lot more ambiguous than no we're through i'm out of here it was like even though let's not forget he slept with veruca i just feel like it's not brought up this episode yes she was salty um it's it's just not brought up this episode and i really want it to like stay fresh in everyone's mind Mm -hmm. he did sleep with veruca yeah and like didn't take ownership of that. And he's like, no, I had to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fuck her to save lives. Uh, like that's I didn't that's want never to. a statement that's been true. <laughs> that's never like, oh, the only the only way to, to stop this horrible attack was my dick. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. <laughs> uh, so later, Buffy is catching Riley up on the Willow Oz breakup when they're attacked by a demon. Oh, no. It's a good fight, though. I love... They're doing a very good job of working together. And I really mm-hmm. like this move where he picks her up so she can kick the demon really high. Yeah, that's fun. That's yeah. cute. Because, you know, he's big and tall and she's couple's petite. Fighting. Yeah. yeah, couple's it's, fighting. It's, it's, it's almost like a cheerleading move. It is. That must be why I like it. Yeah, I don't think so. So Buffy lets it slip that Oz is a werewolf. Uh-oh. And Riley is totally thrown. Yeah, I, I think my favorite is the the very... Uh, deliberate use of the phrase, I didn't think Willow was that kind of girl. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I get what you're saying with this now. Yeah. I get what this is a parallel to. I get you. I get you episode. Yes. And clearly the he's implying that she's into bad boys mm-hmm. and she like liked him because he was 
quote, dangerous Mm -hmm. or, you know, not necessarily, you know, the guy from the other side of the tracks. Buffy's clearly drawing the parallel between that and her relationship with Angel and assuming that, therefore, Riley's going to pass Hart's judgment on her for Mm -hmm. dating a vampire. Yeah. And I also like how it, it, um, not so much this part, but later on, is also a nice mirror to uh, Buffy's initial reaction to finding out about Willow's relationship. Not exactly the same, but two very similar reactions that you could see somebody having Mm. who still has the best of intentions, but is a little wigged out. Sure. When you shock someone with new information Mm -hmm. and you're expecting them to have the perfect reaction, it's like, even if I'm not judging you, I'm just, I'm just surprised. It's, it can be very disorienting to, to have to change your entire worldview on something like, Oh, I totally, my brain had you wired as this thing. I realized that was not the complete or correct picture, and I have to rewire my brain. Right. And it's sometimes hard when people you when people shock you with things, mm-hmm. and you can see them watching your reaction, and you're like, I feel like I can't have an honest reaction yeah. because you're judging me so completely, mm-hmm. when really I, wanted, I just want to be like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever um, experienced a, a friend or loved one coming out to you personally in any way? I have had friends come out to me. Mm-hmm. No one, I think, that either was like so super close to me that mm-hmm. I were, either they were family or they were like family. Mm-hmm. And no one, like people that I was like, oh, well, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Okay. But no one that I was like, oh. <gasps> I had no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, I, I'm, and I, um, obviously it's a very personal thing when people mm-hmm. come out to yeah. you and I, I always appreciate the, um, I always feel like it's a judgment being passed on me, mm-hmm. but like, if you didn't feel like you could come out to me, does that mean that you think that I'm a bigoted asshole? <laughs> because, yeah. so I had a hairstylist, yeah. um, for like seven years mm-hmm. that first she started cutting my hair and then I, I recommended my roommate go to her. My roommate started going mm-hmm. to her. And she came out to my roommate on, like, her second visit and started Mm -hmm. talking about her girlfriend. It took, like, seven years of visiting her before she told me about her girlfriend. And I was very upset by this. I was like, what do you think? What? what That is odd. Because it's not like you wouldn't talk to your hairstylist. Like, you guys would chat, right? Oh, all the time. Yeah. And I purposely would bring up my boyfriend and be like, I like, let's talk about significant others. Because why do you think I'm going to have a bad, like, you just worry that, like, do you think I'm going to have a bad reaction? Yeah. And like, what, what about my vibe is like, am I getting a racist haircut? Like, right? Or like, come on, I'm a theater person. Come on. (laughs) I do sometimes have that reaction where it's like. (laughs) I've I've known people and it's taken a while and I understand people have different things to deal with, especially depending on your background. Um, but a lot of times I'm like, come on, like we're theater people. I mean, half the time we just have to assume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's if there's anybody that's not going to judge you about it, it's going to be theater people. Right. So I, I think I've had more situations like that where I'm I'm more like I know mm-hmm. that someone is queer or mm-hmm. um, homosexual, bisexual, yeah. however they identify. And I'm more shocked and appalled that they haven't come out to yeah. me. <laughs> They're like, why not? <laughs> why does everyone think I'm not going to have? But I mean, it probably is just either they don't feel like it yeah. or, you know, I'm not a priority and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Willow and Oz go for a walk in the glow of the full moon. Bum, bum, bum. There's a bad moon rising. Thank you. And 
waiting. Well, it's actually a good moon. I should have redo that. There's a good moon rising. It's gonna be bad by the end of the episode. But it's not the moon's fault. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Why am I passing judgment? I am yeah. sorry. I can see why nobody wants to come out to you now. <laughs> you're being all moon judgy. Judgmental. You're, you're a lunarist. <laughs> so Oz did it. He's he's human, and the and the moon's out, and he's not turning. Mm-hmm. And he this is what he set out to do. Mm-hmm. I'm also like, okay, so I'm remembering him leaving, and he mm-hmm. left because he slept with Veruca. She blamed on the wolf. Mm-hmm which I don't believe. And then he killed Veruca as the wolf. Mm -hmm. But before Veruca, he was really kind of handling the wolf thing fine. And I know like Veruca was messing with his head being like, you're, Mm -hmm. you're always the wolf. It's not this thing that happens to you three days a week or three times, three days a month. That'd be a lot of your life. Half the week. Um, It's like you gotta always take a three day weekend and just be a dog. That'd be fine <laughs> if it meant I had a three-day weekend. <laughs> um, so this is, I don't know. I find it kind of confusing mm. and weird, this idea that, like, he had to go to control the wolf. Like, you were controlling the wolf fine. It was mm. your libido that was the problem. Maybe maybe they're connected. Maybe All maybe right. the, the wolf thing amps up your uh, your... Your wolfy bits. And I'm and like, I understand him being like, I needed to leave to be the man that you deserve. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it it is weird like, that they don't bring up the Veruca thing. It's almost right? like the writers were like, we shouldn't have had that Veruca thing. Let's just, let's just not talk about it and have it all be about the werewolf thing. They're almost making it seem like he went off. Because he attacked Willow as the wolf, which yeah. he almost if you had, did. If you had not seen the previous episodes, if you just started watching Buffy, I think that would be 100% what you would have guessed had happened is that he just like attacked her or tried to attack somebody and that's why he left. Right. 100%. Which I mean, like, I get, like at, after he killed Veruca, he went mm-hmm. for Willow yeah. and Buffy tranked him. Mm-hmm. So like, sure... But also, that's not really why you left, no. bud. If yeah. he hadn't slept with Veruca, none of that would have happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just find this kind of weird and a little incorrect. Yeah. But Oz is looking to pick up where he left off. Uh, after all, he talked to Xander, and Willow doesn't have a new guy. Also, Oz, here's your mistake. Assuming that Xander knows what the fuck is going on. I mean, they're besties, but also heteronormative terms. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't have a new guy. Yeah. I know Xander's probably like, well, no, Xander wouldn't have been the easiest to talk to. Those guys, even though they made up, they, they're never like the best of friends. Right. But I I understand yeah. being like, that's, that is the person that I would go to. Probably mm-hmm. because I assume that Buffy's still mad at Oz. Yeah. The best girlfriend is really not going to forgive the boyfriend mm-hmm. that cheated. Like, that's, yeah. I, I can see Buffy being like, Yeah, and like, I guess, like, Giles wouldn't pissed. be that in on anything. No, but Xander's going to be kind of more, mm-hmm. like, casual dude friend mm-hmm. and also Willow's, like, longest time friend. That yeah. I, He would have the down low. Except he's too dense to realize that she's mm-hmm. moved on to a different gender. Yeah. Graham... Gramped. Graham. Gramped 2016. We had a really funny comment on Twitter from... Uh, <laughs> another stacker who pointed out like oh it's really funny we pronounce graham differently in the uk (laughs) that's awesome that was hilarious (laughs) i may have laughed out loud really hard at my computer screen but you know the way sometimes like you know nicknames and shortenings of names that's not well out of the realm of possibility that two people see a name and 
It's either pronounced Graham or Grant. Yeah, I think there's a T missing. The T. Silent T. Silent T. Uh, so Graham is leading a patrol. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. They're giving you some responsibility. I think it's going to go great. <laughs> Nothing bad on the horizon here. There's a boot, bad moon rising. Anyways. <laughs> There's a bad boot rising. Uh, so they're attacked by two demons that look like werewolves. Mm-hmm. Is this ever resolved? I think it's just like, oh, those demons are out there, I guess. They're just other fuzzy demons. Yeah. That is kind of weird because usually in an episode, you get an introduction of a demon attack. Those demons are somehow dealt with. Right. This one, we think it's somebody else, but those demons, uh, who knows? As far as we know, they're never caught. Mm -hmm. We never realize, like, they're not werewolves. They're blank because they basically look like werewolves. Except, I mean, like when you see their faces, it's clear, like, their faces look a little different from a werewolf face. Like, even just having later on when Oz is captured them bringing in those two demons and making it even more clear that he wasn't the one who attacked the group. Right, yeah. But then they're being assholes and not letting yeah. him go, even though they have the culprits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The next morning, Oz is still filling Willow in on his travels. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking torn, Mike. Yeah. I'm so torn because they're like hanging out and, and their chemistry is so good. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Really but gentle I'm also, with each other. They're, they're just, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. It's very... I can see it easy for them to fall back into. It's easy for me mm-hmm. to continue watching and be like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that I love and I've always loved. And But but, but I like Tara. Mm-hmm. And also, you fucked Veruca. Yeah, yeah. That's a, the w- weird thing is in like looking stuff up for this episode, apparently, and I'm sure a lot of it was not uh, purely for the reason stated, but a lot of fans apparently had a big backlash against Tara initially because they saw her as, like, splitting up Oz and Willow, especially once this episode happened. They were already split up! They were already split up. They shouldn't have gotten back together just because he found a werewolf cure, because, you know, other th- like we said, Veruca happened, there was other things happening. Yeah. Um, and he shouldn't just assume they're getting back together. And there's, like... Tara has been nothing but great for Willow and has been like yes. a really wonderful person. And yes. they've had a great relationship so She's far. She's such a good influence. And like Willow has blossomed mm-hmm. yeah. with Tara. And you can even see that that Tara is is really great about gently kind of like pulling Willow back when she tries to go a little bit too far yep. with the magic. Yep. Which yep. Granted, Without in like a nagging way that she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. why don't you support me? Yeah. And not that Oz was terrible with like, you know, relationship stuff and like watching out for his significant other but like tara is just so clearly great at it and great at this relationship so far i also think the way that you end a relationship says a lot about you as a person Mm -hmm. um and the way that he left granted he didn't see the way she was after Mm -hmm. he left he didn't see the abusing magic he didn't see the alcoholism he didn't Mm -hmm. see the wandering into traffic he did that Mm. because he didn't help her have if the relationship was over he didn't help her have closure if it was something he wanted to work on he needed to leave her in a good spot Mm -hmm. where he said okay but now i need to go and work on this guess what you have a full month before the wolf comes back buddy Mm -hmm. you could have helped her deal the fact that he just abandoned her is what really gets my goat Mm. yeah i mean and especially because 
it's not established until this episode that it's even possible for the wolf to come out not on the full moon. Yeah, there's definitely a way that he could have left. And I get that it was an emotional thing for him where he kind of, it was almost like, I've got to rip off the Band-Aid or maybe I'll never leave. Right. But there's if still a way to do that. If you were coming back. If you were planning on coming back and you yeah. thought you guys were going to have a relationship Send again. Send a letter. Yes. Yes. Keep her yeah. Po- yeah. She couldn't send a letter to him because he was around the world. You just cleared out your he fucking dorm yeah. without any notice. Yeah. No, yeah, no. You're absolutely right. If yeah. he had just kept up correspondence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. So what we're saying is we, we don't like him because he's a cheating dog. God damn it, yes. Best pun ever. Not really. You've made much better ones. Yes. But I support that one mm-hmm. fully. It's morally the best pun. There you go. Yeah, he traveled the world. He meditated with a monk in Tibet. Got a fancy hand rosary. Sure. Yeah, it's basically just a rosary. I do like the metaphor, though, the comparison between Oz going through this transformation. He's the same person, but different. And Willow discovering a new side of her sexuality. Mm -hmm. She is the same person, but different. Exactly. That's just, I, I yeah. just love that. That's yeah. and it's like a nice well subtle done. way of saying like, it doesn't mean that everything before this didn't count. She's still the same person. She's just found out something new, a new side of her is blossoming. Right. Oz wants to snuggle, but to put it like in Simpsons terms, snuggle. <laughs> but Willow chooses breakfast over boinking. Yeah. Less confusing waffles. <laughs> love it. When she ducks out to brush her teeth, Tara stops by to find Oz. In Willow's room, first thing in the morning. Uh-oh. That's uh, uncomfortable for her and just a little confusing for him because yeah. she bails and he's like, oh, Willow. Yeah, that was, that was weird that she came by super early and then didn't even stay. Your friend is strange. Yeah. I love how the stutter starts to come out. Yes. And that's really, because it's not too over the top, but you can just start to see it coming back in. Yeah, just when she's uncomfortable or nervous or mm-hmm. just feeling insecure, that it definitely gets stronger. Meanwhile, Buffy is still ticked off at Riley, uh, but her argument that all, not all demons are bad is thwarted when they find out that Graham's been injured by one. And I like, I mean, I think this is also well done that she's mm-hmm. trying, she's one, still pissed off because I, I don't like when... Shows like, I'm magically better now. Like, no, I wake up, then like we can share a bed, but then the same, mor- the next mm-hmm. morning, I'm like, all right, but you're still kind of a prick. Yeah. And she's picking a fight here, which I mm-hmm. like. That's very true to life. Um, but I also like Riley's reaction. Like, it's very honest about, oh. like, oh, really? Not all demons are bad. Well, oh. one almost killed my friend oh. and then did kill another one that mm-hmm. was whatever. I forget his name. Gramped. <laughs> yeah. Gramped is injured and then, or no, Gramped is killed and Graham is injured. <laughs> and this is another great example of perfect bed hair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. I wake up perfectly coiffed. I don't even own a brush. Oh, no. Yeah. I take yeah. a nap to brush my hair. I feel like most pillows naturally just, you know, style your hair for you. Right. I mean, if not, you're just doing it wrong. Uh, you're sleeping wrong. Yeah. You're wrong as a human being. <laughs> yep. So that's the second last set of the episode, kids. <laughs> Uh, don't go to school, and if your hair isn't perfect all the time, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> uh, Buffy goes home and talks to Willow about Oz's return. 
where Willow comes out to Buffy. So you asked me this question. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. has anyone um, close to you related to you um, come out to you? I did have a college friend who came out to me. Um, it's very weird because this is going to sound very inappropriate. But the way it came about was just like a natural fun thing. We had a running joke that uh, that she was a lesbian. That was not based on like actually thinking that, but just because of like a couple of random things that happened in a day that were obviously not her like, you know, being in a relationship with another woman or coming on to another woman, but just like comically looked like that from the wrong angle. Okay. Um, so when she ended up calling me, uh, she's like, uh, guess what? You're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then we talked about it. Um, and she was living very far away at the time. Still is actually. Um, but it was really nice to just like know that she like trusted me in that. And like, mm-hmm. I, I tried my best to make sure to say like, uh, you know, like when I was joking about that, I wasn't like criticizing or like saying that's a bad thing. It was just a joke and it's, it's cool that you are. It's kind of hilarious actually. <laughs> we had a running joke about this and it was true. <laughs> uh, so Buffy is thrown here. She keeps calling Willow Will, oddly. Yeah. I I love that little touch because that is such a reaction somebody has when you, you're you uncomfortable with something very personal they, they've shared. Even something like if it feels like oversharing. I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah. And I also like there are, you know, times when you, you know, if you know someone really well, you're really close to them. And just the way they say your name will make you pause and go, what is up with you? Yeah. What's what's going on? That is. What never, are you talking about, Kristen? Kristen. Mike, what's wrong? Kristen, what do you mean? You're saying my name weird. That Kristen, I don't know what you're talking about, Kristen. You've never said it like that before. Uh, what are you hiding? Um, I'm secretly a werewolf puppy boy. I knew it. You yep. came down so hard on Oz. Yeah. It just really felt like you were just, you know, like rejecting the side of yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you for um, letting me know. I yeah. appreciate that. It's almost a full moon. We gotta, we gotta rush this episode along. Oh, good. Sun is setting. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, Buffy ultimately comes. You know, she mm-hmm. she gets over her shock and is supportive and loving yeah. of Willow. Um, thank God, because yeah. if that character had any other reaction, I would have a big problem. She'd be like, oh, the show just jumped the shark. It's weird. It's weird that our main character is a bigot. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Right? No, no signs of such. I do also love how. How slow she is to catch on where it's like, oh, you mean, you mean Tara has a, has a crush on Oz? No, they, they just met. That's like, not a. That doesn't make any sense, Buffy. And I like that Willow just like, she's very subtle, but she's like, because of Tara and just yeah. waits for Buffy to get there. Uh, oh. And I appreciate the, the dilemma that Willow's in. She doesn't want to hurt anyone. She loves both Tara and Oz, but she, <laughs> this is not a, I don't think this is no. a situation where polyamorous relationships are going to help. Yeah. I don't think Tara and Oz are. Especially being. since no one has uh, shown an interest in that so far. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting if this show was made today, if that became a thing. Oh, I think they would definitely deal with it at some point. I'm not sure if it would be like, a main cast, main relationship, but I'm sure at some point. have to, yeah. yeah. So Adam recruits Spike. <laughs> you just dribbled. Um, you drooled. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't drool, it was splashback. <laughs> Gross. Spike and uh, Adam, best friends forever. <laughs> Friendship was magic. Here's why this is a bad idea, mm-hmm. right? Because Adam's our big bad. Mm-hmm. 
unfortunately. We're stuck with him, but he's mm-hmm. it. You put him in a room with Spike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Spike's acting circles around him. Mm-hmm. B, Spike is way more threatening yes. with a chip. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and there's the, uh, the and this is actually in the next episode, but it, we're on the subject. Mm. There's the whole thing where Adam has the monologue about like letting the beast out. And then, God bless him, James Marster tries to be like, wow, that was really inspiring. I can see why everybody follows you. It's like, you're trying, James, but we, is, we all know that did not land. That is acting. Like, yeah. that is that is a great performance pretending that Adam's line landed. It yeah. didn't. No. But James is going to go for it anyway. <laughs> that is acting, buddy. I don't know why this came to mind, but I'm just imagining if in Empire Strikes Back, if at the end it was like, so, uh, so Luke, I'm totally, uh, I'm totally your dad. No! <laughs> Acting! <laughs> yep. Willow goes to Tara's and admits that she doesn't know what to do. It's heartbreaking. I love Tara in this no. episode. She is just so, like understanding Mm -hmm. and supportive even though her heart is breaking yeah but understanding that like i can't be selfish this Mm -hmm. needs to be her decision and you can definitely say like some of that is is probably her her inherent kind of shyness she's not sure she's a more Mm self-sacrificing in general um but it 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 is also definitely uh, about compassion and empathy as well which is really nice and tara's saying that like no matter what you decide, we'll be friends. Um, to me, I'm like, oh, that's so small. Like the idea of like, we'll just be friends. Yeah. Um, and Willow's reaction of just like, that's not even a question. Mm. I This this scene I wrote down two different times. And I've wrote down several other times in the episode. Just like kiss her. Just like, oh. I know. Like, I just... You two so clearly belong together. Yes, I need you to just grab each other's faces. Can yeah. you just grab each other's faces, please? Even if they don't just kiss, just grab each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. Just a solid face grab. Later, Oz smells Willow coming down the hall. But nope, it's Tara. Uh-oh. This is the, the line. Of, like, if you say to me, New Moon Rising, I'm just going to picture <laughs> Oz going up to Tara and going, <laughs> she's all over you. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. He figures out that they're together mm-hmm. yeah. based on the fact that Tara smells just, she just reeks of willow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loses his cool. Yeah. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. It's not just jealousy. It's yeah. not just the like betrayal of mm-hmm. like, but we talked all night and she didn't say she was in a relationship with someone. It's the fact that like he really did all these worldly travels mm-hmm. and this bartering and this nomadic existence to control the wolf. For her. So that when he makes it back, he can be what she deserves. And then when he does make it back, she's in love with someone else. I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. Again, he did not leave the right way, if that was his goal. Mm -hmm. But I do get the panic. I, I don't think he's mad here. I think he's scared. I think he's scared that he's gone through all of this for nothing. Well, yeah. And I hazard to say... That especially given when this came out, that there is an element of, even though I think he is a tolerant person character, there is probably something like, you know, primitive part of his brain that is more upset that he is with somebody else and that it's a woman. There's probably something about that that on a very like... That she's with ba- someone else and it's a woman. Yes. Okay. 
And I I don't think it's something that um, is like a major part of the character. I don't think Oz is, you know, intolerant in any way. But I do think there is a certain thing where like there's a primitive part of a lot of uh, uh, of guys that would be more hurt by that. And especially in the time. I think so. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it's healthy or good. I think also is part yeah. of it is just way more shock at that fact. Yeah. But and like, that too. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's way more. It, mm-hmm. He specifically goes to Xander and asks, does she have a new guy? Mm-hmm. He clearly never saw this coming. Because no, he's Xander. Or, I mean, just Oz never saw that coming again because of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. and not to mention, I feel like even mm-hmm. today, if I were with someone of a certain sexual persuasion mm-hmm. and we broke up, it would not necessarily occur to me that they, their sexuality or their sexual tendencies would change. change yeah. It just, it, yeah. My, my assumption mm-hmm. wrongly. So would yeah. be like, this is the way it's going to stay mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Uh, so he wolfs out and Tara is chased by the fat puppy. There's kind of a breaking bad moment where he says, run. Yeah. Nah. Uh, he is easily taken down. It took me a while to figure out that he was been darted. Yeah, that I feel like if it registers, it's really cool. But it also is very easy to miss that that's what happens. Because otherwise it seems like, wow, Tara could really throw that chair. Yeah, she just throws this little chair at him and he's down and out. And you're like, what the hell? Like, Did you cast Tara. a spell on that chair? <laughs> was that a magic chair? But apparently the initiative tagged him. And uh, when did that happen? Did you see, did you catch it or is it just did you see do you see it or is it just she knocks him out and then the initiative shows up and they're like we got him Wait they're saying that he had been tagged that he'd been darted Oh I mean you see the dart and then you see Riley put the gun away Okay So I think it's just implied that he was darted but you don't you don't, act, you don't you know, see actively the, see it, okay. the darting happening yeah So the initiative is going to put him down. They're not concerned about what type of demon it was or if it's it's a person most of the time. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Spike and Adam teaming up. They he's going to get his chip chip out. He was a Boy Scout. Parts of him. That's I don't. That's an okay line. Oh look, Willow looks as bored as I am. (laughs) Uh, Tara tells her about Oz. They rally the gang. In the initiative's tinfoil pit, just as Riley... Oh, no, they put him in the tinfoil pit. <laughs> no, no. He's going to broil. <laughs> just as Riley's about to put down the puppy, Oz changes back. Yep. He's so small. He's, he's just a, a very... Puppy. He's a tiny human being. When he stands next to Riley later, you're just like, oh, it's Jonathan again. Yep. Except not forced perspective. This is just reality. Hmm. Have we ever seen Oz and Jonathan standing next to each other? I can't think of a time. Wait, hmm. have we ever seen the two actors next? Oh, they're the same person. They're the same person. Danny Strong is Seth Green. So Oz is not saved, even though he's a human again, because the mm-hmm. ducks want to run some tests on him, which involves shooting him with a stun gun and watching him change. I just loved, I saw still online when I was looking at stuff that was, you know, Oz being shocked, but it was one of those weird, fra- they just took a random frame and his expression looks like he's going, Spike offers to get the Scoobies into the initiative while at the same time Riley is helping Oz break out, but they get caught and Riley is put in the brig. I don't like this now. I'm going to like it later when there's a callback to it, when the colonel calls him and calls the Scoobies anarchists. Yeah, it seems very just generic, like, you kids get off of my lawn. Like, that's not really how. But then 
later it totally pays off so i'm okay with it like i didn't even make note of it mm-hmm. until it was called back later and i was like oh no i need to bring that up no, first no. because it's a thing towards the end of the season they start to get a little lazier with the depiction of the other military guys where it's like oh it's very generic yeah and even saying stuff like oh he's not as good a soldier as we thought he'd be he thinks too much like come on yeah no it's definitely so, Nobody would say that. I mean, as much as I don't love Maggie Walsh, again, she was a better character. She was more three-dimensional because she was a professor. She did want... Mm-hmm. She wanted them to be smart, but not to question her. Yeah. Like, there was a difference, I felt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for... And maybe there's somebody who can give me an example of actually actual military people who would say something as ridiculous as, like, he thinks too much. But, like, yeah, there is a certain amount of, like, yeah, you have to follow the 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 chain of command. You have to listen to orders. But, like, if you want a really good soldier, they should also be smart enough to, like, think for themselves in order to be better in combat situations. I feel like a real soldier would be insulted by that. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. idea that they don't think. Yeah, and that, like, you know, the top brass guy would be like, oh, that's why I don't like him, because he thinks too much with his brain. It's trying too hard. So Adam is helping Spike help the Scoobies so that they trust Spike. Mm -hmm. Why does he help Giles shut down the electricity? Because they need the the plan to be successful in order to trust Spike, I guess. Maybe. That was the one part that I was like, I get why he's like, help Spike get Mm -hmm. them into the initiative so that they believe Spike and everything he says. Giles doing the power grid seemed separate. So why are you facilitating that? And my my only thing is, I guess, because of where he wants to put the different pieces on the board or whatever, that he just is very concerned that, oh, no, they have to get out because that's part of my grand plan. And I think that was the whole purpose, was just to show how manipulative and almost omnipotent he is, which he's not. And it's just, it's not that intimidating to see, like, a Frankenstein sitting at a chair with a... You know, an Ethernet cable coming out yep. of his forehead. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like, not scary. Ridiculous. Molly I know, got an upgrade. I know, like, there wasn't constant Wi-Fi anywhere, but there's there's a better way to depict that than just, like, a dopey little wire connected to his, his little, little head plate. Not to mention you have this, like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that you have this, like, physically, supposedly intimidating... Frankenstein dude with a leg brace. Um, <laughs> like, he never gets rid of it. <laughs> Does. But, like, all he's doing really is sitting there. Yeah. Like, this is weird. It's weird. Yeah, oh. And that's, yeah. It's the, one of the things is they try to make him scary in every way, and none of, and it ends up making him not scary in any way. It exactly. It's just like a really smart opponent or the, the physically strongest, like, you literally, he's indestructible. But when you try to kind of like, he's everything, he just feels like nothing. It feels exactly. Silly. That is a really good way of putting that. Uh, they kidnap the colonel and break out Riley, who is now donezo with the army. Um, I do like the, and they, um, they'll use this as the previously on for a while about, um, if I leave, I can never come back. Yeah. I just needed to hear that out loud. Mm-hmm. I, I just really like Buffy's look about like, right? Yep. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, yep, you're done. Yeah, I know this is a big deal for you, but like... Move it. We're out of schedule here. They break out Oz, who's now changing just being near Willow. Yeah. There's a William Burroughs joke that's a thing. Yeah. 
I don't know what that is, but it's a thing. Oh, because uh, uh, the author William Burroughs supposedly killed his, I think they were like common law married. Maybe they're actually married. Uh, wife, supposedly while drunkenly, like trying to play William Tell. Like oh. shooting an apple off of her head. Although okay. a lot of people say like, well, that's the cover story because he murdered his wife. <laughs> Fair. I would. I think what I think is funny about this is that she's just like, oh, was no one else paying attention? Like, Xander knew who he was. He's like, you're gonna yeah. burst in death with bros, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I yeah. mean, points to that Xander. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was the more important. So uh, when I was in, this is a far tangent. When I was in freshman U.S. government class in high school, uh, I was not doing well. My teacher was awesome and said, you know, I know you're smarter than this. So come and talk to me and we're going to work together and figure out what the disconnect is here. And figured out that I kept getting so sidetracked when when reading the textbook by like little details that I found mm-hmm. interesting about yeah. people in history that I missed the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like Buffy's so interested by like the super interesting story about yeah. William Tell that she missed the point about like, pros yeah like he, he, was, he was an author <laughs> he was, foremost yeah <laughs> uh potentially accidental life killer second <laughs> exactly yeah uh so this is where we get the callback to you're a dead man finn no sir i'm an anarchist Punch. the group splits up riley and buffy hide in the high school there's a reason they have that set that's a good set they yeah. should have made more use of it so willow and oz he left to control the wolf for her. She's the one thing he can't control himself around. Mm. This is doomed with a capital D. Yep. Doomed. But you know what? At least they they have the foresight to break it off sooner than, than Buffy and Angel, who just drag it out forever. Yeah. Uh, but he's happy that she's happy. He chooses to leave again. And I was crying so fucking Aww. hard. <laughs> just so much crying. Um, but this is so much better. Like it's mm-hmm. it's sad tears, but yeah. also happy tears because it's, it's closure. Exactly. This is the way. I guess not the way he should have left the first time because he was planning on coming back. But this was, you know, what she needed the first time to not go through depression, alcoholism, mm-hmm. magic yeah. abuse. They're both sad, but they know this is better for both of them. They're making a hard choice for selfless reasons and out of love for each other. And I love the really poetic thing where she talks about how some part of her will always be waiting for us. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. And the idea that like if I'm, you know, I'm an old lady and I turn the corner and you're there, I'm not going to be surprised. That's really sweet. Like I'm getting emotional thinking about that. And I just love it when you can have a relationship, especially on like a TV show where everything has to be like, and that it was a dramatic, everyone's splitting up, brr, mm-hmm. uh, where it can be like a sweet thing where it's like, no, we had this relationship and yeah, maybe it ended terribly, but it mm-hmm. was, it was a beautiful thing that we shared. Yeah. Just the appreciation of the time, even mm-hmm. if it didn't turn out to be this fairy tale thing in the end, like it yeah. was still a couple of years that really affected you as a person Mm -hmm. and that you'll cherish forever yeah yeah the thing about oz and the thing that just gets me every time is the way he hugs willow like so you know like when you hug people and like some people it's just like meh like it's like hugging a piece of spaghetti Mm -hmm. and they're like eh. which i do all the time just but there's no i love you spaghetti (laughs) 
<laughs> but there's no like squeeze. Yeah. And I know like I, everyone has to have this where I have like a couple of friends that I can think mm-hmm. of right now where I'm like, oh, they're a good hugger. Yeah. That like when I hug them, they're really going to give me a hug. The way Oz hugs Willow, man, he like cradles her, her head mm-hmm. and like really nuzzles into her neck. Like Aww. he is the best hugger. Every time I see that, I'm like, I want to hug Oz. Well, he's a fluffy puppy, so he of is. course he's, he's good just, at, at like hugging and cuddling. Oh, he just the way he holds her head mm-hmm. and just just cur- oh. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell just by looking. He's a good hugger, possibly the best. Seth Green, if you want a free hug, just uh, oh my god, yes, I want to hug Seth Green so bad. Just a big old hug. I really think it would be fantastic. If somehow that happened, it would be a segment on the show, and that's yeah. literally all that happened. He like came in, like, "Oh, hey, hey Seth Green, he hugs you and leaves." And I would talk about it for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be a whole episode. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Actually, let's make that happen. <laughs> I'm gonna run around a Comic Con with a microphone. <laughs> Seth Green, Seth Green, hug me, <laughs> hug me. No, the way you hug Willow. So, so then, so then we're gonna have an episode with you uh, being detained. True. Great. I'll, I'll have to hold the microphone up through like the the bars or the, like the the clear glass. Be an interesting field trip. Mm-hmm. Mike yeah. and Kristen at the prison. Willa goes to Tara's to be with the one she loves. Oh. And I want them to kiss, but they don't care. They yeah. got they got to do the whole like subtle thing because TV ain't ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's like a great solution to the you know dumb thing that for. You know, ridiculous reasons of either it's going to magically turn people into lesbians or that um, I think another common argument was that, oh, the only reason you're having two women kiss is, is to titillate. Because yeah, the, the only reason two women would kiss was, would be uh, for Katy Perry reasons. But then it sucks that they kind of ruin that with Restless. Mm. Because that's kind of what's going on there, right? But I think there is there is is an honesty of like, well, that is a part of you know, a lot of men do find that attractive sure. and would be something that's going on, especially in Xander's brain. Fair, yeah, no, Xander definitely. Yeah. So, what do you think about this one? Uh, I like it, um, and I uh, this is one of the times I I watched both the episodes twice, and I really found uh, it very engaging both times, like. I think it's the the character stuff really worked for mm. me. Um, you know, the little bits of action here and there, fine, kind of generic. And the Adam stuff, as always, is, uh, at least it. at least you have Spike there to just cut Adam and have uh, just keep long shots of Oz hugging Willow. That's all I want. <laughs> just hold that last shot out for like five minutes. Good, that's great. I'll make a really long GIF of it and repeat. Um, yeah, I I had so many feelings this time around. I I remember this as one that I didn't like that felt like uh, writers are assholes and Joss Whedon wants to see me cry. That it was it was <laughs> just in there to just pull my heartstrings and make me sad about Oz when I wanted him back for real and we only had one episode with him. Mm-hmm. You know, why do this other than to make me cry? But this time around, I'm like, okay, now I really see the importance of it. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we needed a closure on Oz. We don't want to leave this series thinking he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's not. He made mistakes. He should not have slept with Veruca. He should not have left the way he did. But he's not a terrible person. Mm-hmm. So let's establish that. Yeah. We needed to know, as this relationship is moving into full gear, we needed to know that Tara is not a runner-up. 
Willow is not with Tara just because Oz isn't around. And if he came back, well, then bye-bye Tara. Mm-hmm. We need to know that it's it's about Absolutely. Tara. And Willow need to be unequivocally out. Mm-hmm. She just she needed to be out of the closet. It needed to go from this metaphor and subtlety to just mm-hmm. being stated. Yeah. Willow and Tara in a relationship. Mm-hmm. To the next episode where she says uh, that uh, Tara's her girlfriend. Excellent. So now we got labels on it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And everybody loves labels. Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, Great. So before we get into the next episode, I think we need to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Al Harrington, President and CEO of Al Harrington's Tibetan Charm Chant and Chakra Emporium and Warehouse. Thanks to a shipping error, I am now currently overstocked on Tibetan charm, chants, and chakras, and I am passing the savings on to you. Control your werewolf lunar cycle. Nullify curses from ill-intentioned witches. Beat boredom. Find inner peace. Impress your coworkers by befriending a monk. One-up your self-righteous New Age friends. Or just save yourself airfare to Tibet. Whatever your Tibetan charm, chant, and chakra needs are. So come on down to Al Harrington's Tibetan Charm Chant and Chakra Emporium and Warehouse. Route 2 in Wikipec, two blocks north of the expressway across from the Blood Bachelor Shackles and beyond. It's time to put New Moon Rising back on the shelf and open the books on the Yoko Factor. originally thought this episode was just going to be like nine minutes of weird audio. (laughs) So I was not raised on the Beatles, like a lot of people our age. A lot of people our age, I feel like your parents were into the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And so you listened to the Beatles in the car. My parents, I don't think I ever heard them listen to a Beatles song. The only... They were more into the monkeys. I think, yeah. No, uh, my mom was into the Supremes and my dad was into Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. But I dated a guy in college whose parents were like crazy Beatles fans. Mm -hmm. And every single time I was over at their house, they were playing the White Album. And while I was over there, I had my first introduction to Yoko, uh, which definitely made me like stop in like, I think we were opening Christmas presents. And I just like stopped and like turned and looked at the stereo and was like, oh, I get all the pop culture references now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that Simpsons episode makes so much more sense. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you were a Beatles fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely growing up, I listened to a lot of Beatles. Um, I'm not like a super music person. I'm no Oz. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, I always loved the Beatles. I found it incredibly disheartening uh, a couple of years back when there was a Grammy performance and Paul McCartney came out. And there was like a huge thing online of different people tweeting about who the fuck is this? Oh, my God. Like angry about I don't know who this is. Be angry at yourself. Yeah. Uh, Chris and I went to Lollapalooza, I think two years ago. I got some free tickets. And the only thing we were interested in singing, seeing was um, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And it was an amazing show. I don't know how old he is at this point. I know he's over 64 because I remember hearing that, oh, by the way, he actually is 64, like in this song. It was such a great concert. Like everything from just him being charming to the stories and mm-hmm. the music and the special effects. And it was 
it was like a rocking time. And like, I feel like when you listen to recordings of the Beatles, you're just like, like, okay, well it's, I mean, it's pretty mellow. Mm. This was a rock concert. And that, that man played for hours and he didn't let up. So you go, Mr. McCartney. So previously on include scenes from faith visiting angel. Mm -hmm. Help me remember this episode. Faith goes to angel originally looking to like kill him right yeah i i didn't rewatch this episode that episode for this episode but i yeah i vaguely remember it was she was aggressive but then much like it kind of seemed like it was starting in the the one episode where angel and and faith were pretend together uh back last season he basically it starts to get through to her of like hey maybe like don't be a dick (laughs) um but then just as that's happening buffy intervenes and kind of screws it up but i think the only thing that's super important is that that conflict ends up stirring up motions between them and what we see in the flashback right they previously on that's the that's the big important thing and when i first watched this episode again the previously on didn't roll so i was like i don't remember what why are they so mad at each other oh yeah because what pangs was the last time he was on Buffy? No, I was like, oh, that's right. There's a whole other series. So, Mister Colonel Stereotype Man is giving a status update to his superiors. Lots <laughs> of HSTs being captured, and Finn is able. <laughs> Basically, that's what I hear when he yeah. talks. Him saying that you know, like she's just a girl. Oh boy. Yeah, but he. So he like this made me pause, and I, I stopped the episode and think he does know that she's the Slayer. He so he he does because she showed up at the last episode with the crossbow pointed because you know who I am, mm-hmm. you know what I can do with this. Even though she's never used that crossbow before, but she she could stake. Yeah, so he knows that she's a slayer. So his comment of "she's just a girl" is really, honestly, and truly just him being a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. And he's just saying that to be a total douchebag. And like it would be one thing if he was almost trying to cover up that for some reason. But it's clearly not that. It's clearly just like, I'm just going to be a dick about this. Supernatural powers, whatever. Yeah. You she have two have X balls. chromosomes. I do like the new name for Adam, Mr. Bits. <laughs> uh, Spike and Adam still teamed up. Spike is concerned that the Slayer is too much for Adam to handle. So Adam's going Mansony. Big speech about Spike being a caged fury. Oh. Um, Adam will make him whole again. Lots of big promises. Totally works on Spike. The speech doesn't really work for me, but Spike's reaction does. So that's fine. And I love the line about how you're like Tony Robbins, except a giant Frankenstein. You're exactly like Tony Robbins. (laughs) That's a good line. I really want, I, I don't understand what the idea was with Adam. Like if it was like, like I, I just, if it was like, we're doing Frankenstein's monster. Okay fine if it was you know we saw we've seen all this demony stuff let's bring in technology and see how she fights against that fine if it was let's see how she handles a charismatic leader that can manipulate people into large groups mm-hmm. fighting you yeah. that's interesting mm-hmm. that like it's not one big bad it's this one big bad you know motivating Lots of mm-hmm. bads. Interesting. Yeah. But it's like they just went uh, every which way. Yeah, just a kind of bit of everything. So he's 
he's like super overpowered but doesn't register as that it's weird it's yeah pick a lane yeah it reminds me very much of from the men in black animated tv show (laughs) no seriously there is a better version of adam on that show Um, i'm laughing at you watching the animated men in black tv show like 14 15 it was that wasn't that crazy taste wasn't a a thing when you were 14 it it had you know aliens and laser guns it's cool (laughs) pew pews got it yeah pew pews pew pew guns um but there was basically a kind of better version of adam more interesting version where it was an old agent like one of the first Mm. men in black agents who had took it took it upon himself to graft different parts of aliens onto himself so he was you know he had this old man head Mm -hmm. but he was all the different parts of a bunch of different aliens and had all the benefits and attributes he was also super wily and knew kind of the men in black style Mm -hmm. and that was a much more interesting version of what i think adam kind of was trying to do by like i have parts of everything i'm the biggest threat because i'm a little bit of everything i'm the best of all worlds but that doesn't register no the only thing you got is that that polgara skewer mm-hmm. that's it's you're basically a big ugly guy yeah. with the polgara skewer and a floppy drive and a floppy drive like i, <sighs> I would have been more interested if they had picked the lane about like we've seen uh, we've had three seasons mm-hmm. of ancient magic yeah let's pitter against modern technology Mm -hmm. that's interesting we haven't seen that and you could you could have it be like we're using this technology to use all the best parts of demons and filter it through the technology maybe Mm -hmm. there's like some demon gland that like through the use of this you know filter he's able to you know do something more powerfully than just the regular demon can like show that demon first with like oh kind of like a Somewhat neat ability, and then the souped-up version in Adam. That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a, a logical threat. Sure. So that, or go the Jonestown Manson <laughs> route. <laughs> Why? Why is that funny? <coughs> I just, I just love someone being so happy about going to the Jonestown Manson route. Like, come on, guys, let's go the Jonestown that Manson route. That would have been route. interesting. It would have been really no, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And yeah. it because that is terrifying like mm-hmm. you know anybody that knows the story of manson or knows the story of um people's temple in jonestown the, the idea that like even like non-magical non-cyborg people yeah. that can like convince other people to do terrible things mm-hmm. and i don't i mean like i've read lots of books on um different cults just because i'm like to me that's like fascinating and terrifying mm-hmm. and how I'm, how does that happen yeah. And and if you're absolutely tied to the idea of this has to be a Frankenstein type monster, have it be like because he's a combination of all these things, he just can naturally kind of influence all those other monsters. Which is what I think they're trying to do. But it's never like super clear. And sometimes it seems like it's just because he's the biggest bad. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, oh, I guess he kind of has a power over them, maybe. I don't know. And it, 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 again, I feel like there's three things. There's mm-hmm. like, he's physically unbeatable. Yeah. He's Manson-esque. Mm-hmm. And then Cyborg. And you're like, eh, too much. Mm-hmm. Just too much. I don't think there is a an easy way to make those three fit together. But then make that a thing. 
make there be conflict within that character between the different sides of him. Because he almost immediately is like, I much. don't know what I'm for. Oh, I'm for murder. I got everything solved now. Yeah. And it's like, that's not interesting. If you're going to try to give a character 20 different attributes, maybe have his character development be about how that's weird and you'd have to deal with that. Which, I've, again, I feel like all of this, like, the man's thing to me is what comes out of left field. Because mm-hmm. if he doesn't really understand what he is or where he came from or what's his purpose in life, then he should be very bad at understanding other people and manipulating them. Yeah. If we go into the assumption that it is a power as opposed to just, like, he's being persuasive, I guess you could have something be of, like, almost the uh, the the Twilight Zone episode where it's, like... Little Billy Mummy has uh, super telekinetic powers and can, like, make anything happen with his mind. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this naive new creation, if that has all the power, that's kind of scary in its own way because you don't know what it's going to do. That would be super interesting. If Adam was more like a child because mm -hmm. he's a new creature and doesn't understand his power, that would be super interesting. Mm -hmm. Instead of military cyborg leading a cult. So much stuff. Together, they realize that what makes Buffy different from the Slayers uh, that Spike has killed in the past, this one has friends. The rest of us knew Mm -hmm. that already, but glad you caught up, guys. (laughs) Without them, she's weaker. Again, this was like a thing we've learned. It's all right. You got there. So how do they get rid of the Scooby gang? Spike says he can erase them from the picture without physically hurting them. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, Adam, that's a scary villain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. While Buffy's in L.A. tracking down Faith and fighting with Angel, Xander brings Riley clothes at the mayor's grave. Surrounded by mayor bits. Riley's still reeling from learning about Angel's existence. Why? Just because he was a vampire? Because he doesn't know the whole lose a soul sex thing or maybe it's it's part of like knowing that she was in such an intense like meaningful relationship yeah and i think you already get a sense in that riley kind of knows that he's more into buffy than she is into him mm. so just the fact that just knowing that she had a very intense meaningful relationship also it's weird that it's with a vampire True. Um, that could be upsetting to him. She does tell Riley that Xander lost his soul and started killing her friends. Now, how he lost his soul. You just said Xander. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Xander lost his soul, started killing his friends. Uh, I am Xanderless. <laughs> would be ridiculous. <laughs> With the Hawaiian t shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So he knows about the angel losing his soul and killing her friends. So that probably is also part of it about like, oh, God, you've got you came with baggage, baby. So Xander makes it worse by telling Riley about the one moment of happiness thing. It's so weird because it seems like he's narrating it in a way that he must know that Riley doesn't know. But then he doesn't know. Right. Yeah. No, that's the thing that like he's telling he's telling Riley this as if like, oh, this is new information for you. Let me be helpful and tell you about the one moment of happiness. And then Riley's like, oh, he, you know, it was having sex with Buffy. And Riley's like, oh, you didn't know that? Like, no, but you just. Yeah. You told him in a way that was clear that you were informing him. What? 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 Yeah. It feels like the better reaction would have been like, oh, I should not have told you that. Yeah. That. Great. Well done. 
Good job, Mike. We fixed Adam. Now we fixed this scene. <laughs> so Riley, being an immature person, suspects that Buffy went to L.A. to, bo- to Bone Angel. Because, I mean, that's a... What a leap. Yeah. Like, she goes to L.A. because Faith boned Riley, first off. And then Riley gets to be jealous because she goes there. It's like, oh, they're in the same city? They must be boinking. Yeah. Uh, insulting much? So, seriously. So you is- move to different cities every time you end a relationship, Riley? Is that what you do? Right? And then never go back to that city again? I'm also like, she's specifically going to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if I'm like, I'm going to go yell at my ex for being a douche, you're not like, oh, but you're clearly having sex. No, I'm going to go yeah. yell at him. Yeah. And the end, there's nothing to suggest that they have the kind of relationship where it's like, oh, I hate you so much. And that's why we're in love. But screw. Jealousy as a con- it's just it's just really insulting. Yeah. Like, yes, Riley, your girlfriend is such a slut that she ran off to boner ex. Yeah, it's just not only just a complete lack of trust, but also just. A weird sense of ownership that jealousy implies and just kind of a, a, a diminishment of the other person. Of like They couldn't possibly not do the wrong thing. They couldn't possibly be it, a good person. It's like, do you know me? Do I sleep? Yeah. Like, like, Why are you with me if you think I'm Buffy such Does Buffy sleep with just guys all the time yeah. that she's not like actively either seeking a relationship or in a relationship with no then why do you think she's going to just go to la and bone her ex nothing to to show that i'm going to be unfaithful to you in our monogamous relationship you technically have cheated i understand why it was a magic mistake but i've done nothing to show you that i am not committed to this relationship or that i cannot control myself yeah in a room with him that i'm automatically gonna just drop Mm -hmm. my panties yeah like, ugh. Well, she is so unusual. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah. Mike. Giles is playing the guitar. <gasps> He's free like, bird! Free bird! He's so good at this. Oh. This is the last time we're going to get to see this. Oh, no. We're going we're gonna to get restless, he sings. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's three times a season. They realized we wanted it. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's, the, it's the last time we get it where it's in, in the real world, not a dream world. Or once more with feeling where it's a spell. Yeah. Uh, so Spike surprises him. The girly yelp that just comes out of Giles. I love it. It's great. Spike has a message for Giles to give Buffy. Most vague message ever. Yeah. I just might have some information you just might want. Yeah. <laughs> But Spike refuses to deal with Giles this time, seeing as how he's no longer got any authority. I love the line where it's how uh, how she's been treating it, which is like what? Uh, very much like a retired librarian. Oh, God. And but the, the delivery is so great because it's almost sympathetic. Yeah. That it's still insulting, but very much like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks for you that your slayer is kind of a bitch. Yeah. You got like nothing to do anymore. Maybe she, maybe you nothing. just shouldn't be that nice to her or yeah. be friends with her because she's kind of bitchy. Mm-hmm. That's the parts I really like in this episode. Just yes. seeing like a really clever spike. I yes. That he's he's got that chip, but he's like, I'm going to run that. I don't yeah. need it. That's fine. Meanwhile, Daryl and Lil got a cat. No. And they named it Miss Kitty Fantastical. Did you know that the cat only appears in three episodes of the series? What happens to it? Oh, they they do address what happens to it at some point. Well, and I think it's also like 
it's technically exists longer in the background. Yeah. But you just never see it except for three episodes. Right. There is some, there is like some the line. Exactly. There's definitely some line eventually about mm. like, Oh, Miss Kitty Fantastico. It's like the yeah. crossbow or something happened to it. Yeah. I think Dawn killed it. Dawn. <laughs> just, I'm going to blame everything on her. Willow wants to take drama. Isn't this the girl that in nightmares? Yeah. And in puppet show, she had, terrible terrible stage fright yeah that does seem like a weird thing where it's i could see that being a thing where it's like i feel comfortable now this is a big moment for me but it doesn't seem to be played like that no it doesn't it's like the writers forgot that like although this was a big like fear for her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that is very inconsistent figuring out next year's schedule makes willow realize she doesn't know where she's living next year Uh that stresses me out just to think about that but like i'm such a planner i'm like willow how do you not know how have you did you sign the housing agreement with the school because you have to do that like six months ahead of time (laughs) it's okay mike i'm not in school anymore so i don't have to worry about it it's fine i've got like a year left on this lease so plenty of time uh so she's living with buffy she's living with tara is buffy living with riley are they gonna go in a group thing Mm -hmm. i don't know i do remember talking about freshman year of college or transfer year i should say Mm. um after you know knowing that he needs to get out of the dorms uh, but I thought you it. liked those so much. Oh, I love them so much. They're just <laughs> great. Um, of getting like a group house thing together. Yeah. And at one point, it was potentially going to be uh, myself and six other people getting Oof. like some kind of house situation nope. going. I think for the stories, it would have been great. But probably uh, for just practical reasons, it's good that that did not happen. Right. Riley gets tired of waiting, so he goes to Buffy's dorm. Chocolate! <laughs> Just a big zoom right in on yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, but Buffy does not want to talk about Angel, which of course makes Riley more suspicious. It's really a shame that Buffy's not in a better mood here because Riley's jokes are on point. Well, you kind of you have to develop a sense of humor when you're in the sweet Zumbas, bro. He's just, I mean, like, he's actually, like, he's being insecure, mm-hmm. but he's not being jealous in a dick way. He's being just kind of like, hey, I haven't heard from you, and I'm feeling feelings, and I kind of just need to, like, talk. And she's like, no. Which would make you be like, I need something. But yeah, his jokes, uh, <laughs> does Xander hate me in some way that I'm not aware of? And he's like, oh, it's okay. I couldn't take me seriously in these either. Aww, and he talks yeah. about recharging them. I have to recharge them every two hours. That's the reason that, like, he's not being angry. He's mm-hmm. just being kind of insecure. Yeah. That, like, okay, but you're charming me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I can't just open up completely and say, like, hey, I feel real weird about this. Comfort me. Xander told me. Um, But it's more like, hey, I'm kind of opening the door for you to, like, make me feel better about this because pretty obvious this is what i'm feeling and she almost like i think he gets more suspicious because she acts really just cold yeah when it's like it's i can't you just gotta fight with angel and you're just like you're mm-hmm. in a bad mood but yeah. like dude he just quit the military he's like just, just give him a hog give yeah, him like, something he's he's doesn't have a lot going on right now he's wearing zumbas at the very least be like it was a bad trip i could use a hug and he's yeah. like oh i would love to comfort you mm-hmm after you fought with your your ex and did not sleep with him. And sadly, Oz isn't here to give me the best hug, but you're still pretty good. I, uh, it's such a good hug. <laughs> Xander and Anya bring Spike some initiative camouflage, along with a fake gun that he also can't point at people. Oh. 
<laughs> what a fucking insult. I love it. It's so humili- humiliating. And they have to rub it in. Yep. Not even one that's for decoration. Hmm. But Spike is a little confused. He thought Xander was joining the army because Buffy and Willow were cracking a joke about Xander being all that he could be. So Xander and Anya both get kind of pissed off about that. But like, you know, I I guess the implication that Buffy and Willow were having a a conversation not Mm -hmm. about Xander joining the army, but just about him like not having any potential and like living in the basement, Mm -hmm. working these shit jobs is all you have. And that like... The only thing you could possibly do is maybe use your bootleg army training to I, try mm. to enlist. Right, right. Like that's all you got. Yeah, but he lets they he lets Xander fill in all the blanks. Mm-hmm. Pretends like oh, I just heard I kind of heard it. Didn't really get the whole thing. Yeah. He's so good at it. Yes, oh, Spike could be a Manson-esque character. Yeah, yeah. He should. Ah, oh, that would have been an interesting way to go with this season. Mike. That would have been so good. Where it's like, yeah, he still has the kind of like the goofy, wacky stuff. But he's and then chip. He can't hurt anyone. Yeah. So he has to find something new. Mm-hmm. And then he uses the fact that he's like beating up and killing a bunch of demons to be like, hey, I'm the I'm the big boss around here. Do what I say. But all this could be happening, like not even in the background, but like we don't know exactly what's going on. And then it's a reveal that he's been doing this and he's the reason that all the demons are doing the oh, oh okay so can we take a tally of things we've fixed so far today <laughs> we fixed adam yeah right what else did we fix uh we fixed the uh xander um splurting out the angel backstory right and we've now just fixed season four yeah in its entirety <laughs> awesome Score. give us a tv show yeah uh so buffy runs into forest in the, the forest. forest. <laughs> oh, boy. I was really excited to say that. <laughs> <The> forest. <laughs> that certainly is. <laughs> Not Grant. Grant? Grant there? Um, Graham was in the Graham character. No, I don't. There's not. You can't do that with anyone else. He was in the uh, the weighing district. So he's uh, around a lot of Grahams. Is that a thing? Is there such a thing as a weighing district? Sure. No, you made that up. So Buffy and Forrest hate each other, mm-hmm. but they both need to check out that cave. So, yeah. okay. Best friends. <laughs> Buffy calls out Forrest for not liking that his bro has a girlfriend. <clears throat> Jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just weird. It's, yeah. it's just kind of weird that it's like, yes, your friend is in a romantic relationship with someone of the opposite gender. That's a thing that happens. Yeah, that happens to a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. And I know, like, it forces something about, like, it's not, you know, he's had plenty of girlfriends. You're the mm-hmm. problem that, like, he, he never went AWOL with because of any of the yeah. other girls. Uh, so Adam's there. Oh, no, I'm terrified. Yeah, that cave guy with his leg brace. Oh, no. So Buffy makes a run for it. She can run because she doesn't have a leg brace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not making fun of people with leg braces. It's just no. the, it's, it's, it's just not a, a threatening thing on a villainous monster. Yes. Uh, so why is she running like a klutzy damsel? Did you notice this? Uh, Adam has a magic gas that comes out of his nipples. <laughs> It's my it's my head cannon. Got it. <laughs> Spike arrives at Giles's supposed. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Forrest dies. 
Oh yeah. I, I missed a whole thing. Uh Forrest yeah. Forrest is dumb, his pew pew gun fails yeah. him. It's uh, weird. It's not like he's the biggest character, but it does feel weirdly anticlimactic when he dies. Well, because he doesn't really die. Well, yeah, but it feels weird that they don't try to treat it as like Right. They don't try to trick us thing. into like this is this huge moment. Yeah. Um like, uh oh. Yeah. Nope. Skewered. No pew pews. Spike arrives, Agiles is, supposedly mm-hmm. having stolen some discs with some information on Adam on them. Spike, man, telling Willow her friends that she was going through a quote-unquote phase uh, and with this whole Tara Wicca thing. I love that they kind of imply that he did not know they were in a relationship before, just saw, like, some little bit of body language, like, I think their hands were touching, and just, like, instantly was like, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And I love the fact that even they like try to dwell on it and mm-hmm. he's just like, get to work, chop, chop. So yep. that they don't even Wanna have time yeah. to like think it through clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's totally off of him because he's not pushing it. So there's no reason that they'd suspect he's exactly, it's great. exactly. Yeah. Um, clearly that, you know, the whole, like he thinks that or pretends that he thinks that mm-hmm. Buffy and Xander were talking about her doing magic when mm-hmm. the subtext is it was about her sexuality. Mm-hmm. At the initiative, the cages are full, so they're packing them in cells together. That sounds like a great plan. Yep. Riley's listening in on the panicked radio chatter and leaves his hideout to help and finds Angel. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy, where you been? How you doing, bud? He's been hanging out in other alleyways. <laughs> Angel immediately recognizes Riley. This is because of Pings? Sure. Were they together in Pings? I feel. Maybe he's like saw him through the window. Okay. He's just immediately like, I know who you are. And I'm like, well, but why? Now Angel's just going to start pushing Riley's buttons Mm -hmm. and just really digging in there. Yeah. Uh, Slept with your girlfriend. Riley thinks Angel has gone evil. I'm like, oh, this is a running theme this season. Yeah, everyone just thinks he's evil. <laughs> he's acting fucking evil this episode. Uh, which would, of course, have meant that Buffy would have slept with him. Uh-oh. We'll ignore the fact that true moment of happiness doesn't necessarily mean that he had sex with Buffy, but fine, we're moving past that. And especially for Riley, like, he, sure. he knows so little. Yes. Angel, rather than correcting Riley, is just all vague and kind of antagonisty about it. Stop, stop doing that, buddy. You're 200 years old. You're yeah. supposed to be more mature than this. Yeah, that's that's one of the weird things is how characters who have supposed to live for over a century, centuries, are still so immature. I have to believe. If you live for that long. I, no offense, buddy. It's testosterone poisoning. But like vampire, vampire no have testosterone. Says who? Says vampire science. <laughs> Me good. Vampire science. Having trouble with your own testosterone over there? What you talk about, Willis? <laughs> Be a caveman. Be your good. Oh, uh, I like the line, I'm going to go see an old girlfriend. Uh, they fight. Really, it's just kind of ridiculous that Angel doesn't just knock him out with a single punch. Yeah, they, they justified okay with like Riley using a bunch of like equipment stuff and trying to be dodgy, but it is kind of... It's like in the 70s, they had a Spider-Man Superman comic, like a crossover. Okay. And they literally had to have Lex Luthor just douse Spider-Man with red sun radiation so that Superman was a little weaker. 
Because it's like, well, obviously, Superman just could instantly destroy Yeah, Spider-Man. no, it's just not a... He's a teenager. Yeah, he's he's a teenager who's really good at uh, swinging on ropes. <laughs> Superman is a, a living god. Yeah. So anyone who is watching this and mm. is maybe upset that... Buffy has moved past Angel, is loving this. <laughs> yeah. They just love it. I just like seeing Angel, but it's mm-hmm. just, oh. Yeah. I guess I, th- I think a lot of people were. They just really, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people really just didn't like Riley because they felt that Buffy should not have gotten past Angel so quickly. It's. I feel like it's so much healthier for her, too. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not arguing yeah. that. I'm yeah. just saying that, like, I think there was definitely mm-hmm. a section of the fan base that was just like, Riley, no. Yeah. Not for any, like, character or mm-hmm. actor reasons, but just, yeah. like, Buffy should not be in a relationship right now. I think so far in the season, most mostly, I've enjoyed the, the Riley-Buffy relationship because they've been able to do interesting things with it. Sure, And yeah. have it be, in, in a lot of ways, her healthiest relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Until we get to season five. That's the thing, is that once the initiative is out, they're like, ooh, um... What do we do with this dick? Well, let's just, uh throw a couple of plot points in there see what happens <laughs> initiative shows up they both bail mm-hmm. angel goes to buffy's dorm which is weird is it weird to you because he's 200 and he's going to a college dorm room to see his ex-girlfriend that's a big part of it. yeah it's weird <laughs> um, yeah and it's also just weird because that just seems like such an inappropriate environment for the character of angel yeah like buffy Definitely. makes sense in that because she also makes sense in high school and all those other places because sure. she's like a young woman in addition to being badass vampire slayer. Angel's pretty much just like, I'm the dark night stalker. And the set's I so bright and the lightning yeah, and it's is so like bright. It's very mundane, very, I, I know it's not necessarily suburban, but it feels very like a, a nice white bread suburban place where, you know, we're just going to hang up our chocolate poster and, <laughs> and we're going to make some microwave popcorn and Watch a Billy Crystal movie. And then here's Broody McBruderson coming on in. <laughs> uh, so Riley shows up shortly and they have a measuring contest. Boys, boys, you're both pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an accurate statement. <laughs> I can't get over how perfect that is right now. Uh, so Buffy says, you won't hurt anyone. Tell him. Might hurt you. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Angel. You are 200. Stop it. Stop it. You are better than that. <laughs> you actually sleep with this guy? Dude! Oh. Come on, You're man. You're just being a dick. You can break him with your pinky. Just yeah. calm down. Buffy separates them, which I appreciate. The fact that she's yeah. just like, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Riley, I need to talk to Angel. I'm not leaving this room. So they leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> not moving a muscle. Yep. I love this, the looks between Buffy mm-hmm. and Angel, that yeah. how they can still say so much without mm-hmm. using words. Yeah. But like, we're just looking at him. He looks at her and they just understand we're both going to mm-hmm. leave. Uh, what I love in, in this scene is the the laugh they share. After they get out into the hallway. Yeah. And it's like, I was just trying to make things better. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Angel apologizes for L.A. and for beating up Riley. Mm-hmm. She appreciate, appreciates that, but he can he should just leave now. <laughs> I think the, the line is, it means a lot that you came ratings-wise. That's, that's a joke, because uh, she says it means a lot that he came and probably helped with the ratings to have another crossover episode. I thought we were making a sex joke. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. It with the that... ratings, <laughs> no, Nielsen it means, back. It means a lot that you came. <laughs> <laughs> 
dirty mind. Uh, one of us has to make up for the fact that you're a Puritan. All I'm saying is that I don't want to see any ankles, no drinking before 21, and... Uh, only then tea. Yes. Only then tea. Uh, the chemistry between these two. Uh, I really like Mark Lucas this season, but mm-hmm. it's just not the same. No, no. This is instantly so much more exciting to watch, and they're barely speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I like that that it's not just like, here's a new angel, which would be very easy to do, mm. of like, well, she has a type, blah, blah, blah. But it's a very different relationship, a different type of guy. And there is something about, they don't have kind of magic chemistry, but they are better as a couple, which is an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. And to see how long that can last. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it, it's kind of a... um a common occurrence either in TV or even in real life, the idea that like the person that you have all this passion with, mm-hmm. all that passion also is going to basically turn your relationship into a volcano. Yeah. Like the fire basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, or you could choose the safe person mm-hmm. who like you maybe don't have the passion, but like you're also not going to fight all the time. Yeah. So it's like, uh, choices, mm-hmm. angels, party words, Riley. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of fans really dug at the time. Yeah. her rea- Doesn't she react say thank you? I think so, yeah. I think That's it is the part you. that's weird to me. I think he just needs to leave on that line. Hmm. The fact... Yeah, I don't think it's it's necessary. Thank you. That's weird. And then weird. like a smile from her like, you. Yeah, just... Yeah. You, I, just give me the smile that's just like, you're 200 but acting like a teenager. Oof. I'll be fine. Spike explains the Yoko factor to Adam. Adam likes Helter Skelter. Whoa, whoa. He is Manson. Except uh, Manson was charming. Right. That. Spike says that everyone blames Yoko for the Beatles breaking up. But the truth is they broke themselves up. Yoko just happened to be there. Similarly, the Scoobies were already growing apart. Spike is just exploiting that fact. Do you have opinions on this take on Yoko Ono? Oh, no. I think that's pretty accurate. Like, it, I, I'd say it's probably pretty fair to say, like... Len's relationship with Yoko probably inflated some of the conflicts that were already there. But I, I'd say the most you could say is maybe it, it hastened a split that was definitely going to happen at some time. Because okay. there were four very different people who did not always agree on things. And even like though they clearly had a lot of affection for each other, by the time that Yoko came in, they were already kind of branching out into being mm. different kind of artists, just kind of barely staying together. Because they knew that there was this magic thing of this band that they were when they were together. Mm-hmm. And I think I th- want to say, somebody can probably correct us. I want to say that by the time Yoko was, was on board, they were already like recording a lot of things separately. Oh, okay. And like just, they would mix it all together, but mm-hmm. like they weren't touring a lot. And they, a lot of the albums was like, it was kind of like, oh, you have a track and I have a track. We're not recording everything together. We're not together all the time. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. She breaks the news about Forrest and he bails. Mm. This reminds me of a lot of situations about like, it is so hard to comfort other people during their grief because you don't know, everyone handles it differently and you don't know what that person needs. Yeah. Maybe they need a hug. Maybe they want to be left alone. Maybe mm-hmm. they say they want to be left alone, but really they want a hug. Yeah. And I am terrible at this. I always mm-hmm. do the wrong thing. Yeah. 
And it's like, maybe I want to hear all the platitudes. Maybe I just want to know that you're there for me. Maybe I don't. Like, yeah. Maybe the platitudes are just going to piss me off. Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. Oh, it's really hard to help put someone with grief. Meanwhile, hey, remember Willow? Uh, Rosenberg? Yeah, she's okay. still decrypting that disc from Spike. It's been a while. Baby bop boop, Matrix computer. Giles is sh- wasted. Whatever happened to Latins? At least what that makes did it make sense? The church approved. <laughs> you never trained with me anymore. Who's gonna kick your ass? Sorry, was that a bit honest? I like that. Like, oh, was that a bit harsh? But like, no, it was honest. Yeah. 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 Oh no, I'm no, no Alfred. Alfred had a job. <laughs> oh, he's even being brutally honest with himself. I love it. All of Sp- Spike's seeds of doubts have grown into an all-out argument. Yeah. Buffy and Willow think that Xander should join the army, or so he thinks. For dicks. <laughs> Xander and Buffy are gossiping about Willow's sexual orientation, or so they, she thinks. Mm-hmm. Xander's telling Riley all about Angel. Hey, that one's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Giles. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, as much as it's cool, and he did a very good job of, like, sowing the seeds, the whole Buffy-Riley thing was not Spike. No, they did that on their own. That just was good luck. That's just Xander being Xander. Mm-hmm. I love that Tara and Anya totally just peace out. They're like, yeah. it's not for me. It's like when your friend or your significant other um, is fighting with their family at like a mm. dinner and you're like, we're not there yet. I can't endure it. I'm a uh, bathroom break. I'm going to take a bathroom break. Now look at that poopery. Willow accuses Buffy of not being able to handle Tara being her girlfriend, mm-hmm. which this is the first time Xander's hearing about it. <laughs> and Giles, bloody hell. <laughs> and I love how slow Xander is to catch on to it where he has like two more sentences like, girlfriend? He's kind of the master of the double take. Yeah. That's just kind of his thing. Uh, Buffy pulls out the chosen one card. Ouch, girl. Okay, we get it. You're special. Yeah. We're not. The, oh, but the whole, like, there's no prophecy about the chosen one and her friends. Dude, you would have died six times without them. That yeah. is the bitchiest of bitchy. Yeah, and it's also, it's saying something about you, too, where it's like, yeah, go ahead and just, like, have fun on your own. See how that works out for you. Yeah, like, how, what's the average lifespan of Slayers? Maybe yeah. the prophecy is kind of, like, screwing them all over. Mm-hmm. So she bails. Uh, Riley goes to Adam for some reason because I care. Yeah, I I've said all I want to say about this one. You? Yeah, I mean, there are parts that work, parts that don't. It's very much a let's move the plot forward episode. It's not as bad as my memory mm-hmm. of it. I definitely, when I see the title, I usually cringe. I'm like that's one of the worst of the all time. That's primeval. This one, I think I give it a worse rap because it's leading up to primeval mm. yeah, it's a little adam heavy again the idea of spike manipulating is awesome and there's some great those parts really work yes and there, there's some great character moments with the, all the different fights between all the different people that's great i probably won't rewatch this one for years and years yeah mostly because i don't want this much adam in any episode ever no I mean, maybe like the the one where you defeat him. That's the worst. That's co- that's coming up, and it's going to be awful. I haven't watched it in years. I'm going to make a prediction. Ready? Terrible. There's, there's some awesome CGI. But then we get Restless, and that'll be fun. And then Dracula's yeah. going to come to town, so yeah. everything's great. It's almost like the show itself now is like, hey, sorry, we, we, we screwed up with Adam. Here's some fun stuff. Yeah, he's not even the season premiere or season, season finale. finale yeah. It's fine. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery 
with this week's Slay of the Week. I have a very sad one. Oz and Willow's relationship. Oh, you're terrible. You're just terrible. Yeah, it's Slay of the Week. Oh. I mean, it really is. It was a low kill count this week. I said um, the demon that Buffy and Riley beat up together in new yeah. moon rising i just really like some of the teamwork moves yeah that was like a, a a solid you know just kind of you know filler kill but in a, in a decent way decent decent choreography yeah. yeah as opposed to like forest getting staked is just so lamely done that you can't even say like oh well it's important for the the plot it's like it's so terribly done no and it's it's adam and it's a skewer and i i hate everything yeah. about it we've, we've seen that done better already yeah so, are you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. I actually kind of like that one of the titles does not have alternate titles, because I love okay. thinking that this is just such a international thing. Okay. Is that the Yoko Factor is pretty much Yoko Factor or the Yoko Factor in every language. Okay. Which is kind of awesome to think like the Beatles made yeah, that much of an impact around yeah, the world. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, but New Moon Rising does have a couple of different um, alternate titles. None, none of them bad Moon Rising, sadly. <sighs> Wasted um, opportunity. The German one is Farewells. It was kind of sad. Not the yeah. best title, but Lame. You know. And the French one, have to imagine, just does not translate to English very well. I'm so excited. A Love of Full Moon. <laughs> those are words that have to do with this episode yeah. and even if you like change like oh well grammatically we, we do it differently a love of the full moon is still a weird title i full love the love. full moon full moon love yeah moon moon eyed moon age daydream i don't know thank you for tuning in to the sunnydale stacks please like us on facebook Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off primeval and restless when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.